Hey, I'm Brock with Brock Entertainment, and this is the I Do IQ podcast, where each and every week we're going to be discussing the latest in wedding and event trends. And in the end, you will have the best wedding and event experience ever. This is the I Do IQ podcast. Let's begin. Welcome back to the I Do IQ podcast. It is Brock here, and of course, special host today, we got Brittany Bloom. It's me. With... Brittany Bloom Events and Designs? Yes. Yes. I'll get it right. I want to say Designs and Events. You are 99% right. Events and Designs? Events and Design. No S. No No S S at the end. Okay. Well, I'm there. You're there. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're all starting to feel better. I know. I feel like I can hear myself normally now. Yeah. Yeah. And you look like you're feeling better. I, much better. You and I were a mess last After time. After the last time we recorded, I uh, slept the rest of the day. Uh, yeah. And uh, I may have had a fever. I'm not sure. Oh, that's good. I did sweat a lot. Yeah, that might do so it. So probably had a fever, but uh, you know what? Kept on Kept keeping on, on yeah. you know, going going with it. Glad so you're feeling better. Yeah. Today, I, I know that you've probably done some of these, but I read an article that said, asked the question, are micro weddings the wave of the future? It's a good question. I also came across this TikTok lady, Samantha Tanner. Yeah. Okay. And she's talking about it. I'll play you a clip. Micro weddings are going to be more popular than traditional weddings soon. So this trend has been around forever, but it really took off during the pandemic when people were trying to limit the number of people at social events. People debate exactly how many people constitute a micro wedding, but it's usually less than 50 guests. And micro weddings can have the same features as a larger wedding, but everything would be scaled down to appropriately fit the number of guests you're having. To support my point, I want to show you the average number of wedding guests over the past few years. In 2014, the average wedding size was 136. In 2019, that drops down to 131. In 2022, the average wedding guest size is 117. Trend is showing that the wedding guest list is getting smaller each year. Obviously, prices across the wedding industry have increased substantially over the past few years. So it makes sense that people are opting for smaller weddings. My take is that micro weddings are going to overtake the traditional wedding industry over the next 10 years. All right, what do you think? Do you think micro weddings are going to overtake the wedding industry? I personally... I don't. Do not think that. I don't think so either. I will say, though, in the last two months, just in general with Brock Entertainment, we have done probably five weddings of 20 or less people. And see, that to me is a micro wedding. But when I booked, they still booked the same, you know, package, whatever with us. And I didn't know there was not that many people showing up until I got their wedding planner form and it said guest count 17, guest count 12. Like what? We had a guest count of 17 just the other day. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Seven hours. They partied for seven hours. Hey, when you got a good call, 17 that's people. all you need though. You can't lose any or, <laughs> <laughs> or else you're done. You're done. I yeah. just, here's the thing. Uh, yes, the wedding industry is definitely more expensive than it has ever been. Right. And that is showing everywhere here, California, New York, everywhere, especially in certain like aspects of it. Like florals and catering are insane these days. And it's because, you know, cost of living and like groceries right now, groceries, food is so expensive. Therefore, catering costs have been more expensive. Yeah. Florists are literally having to charge what they their time, but also they have to buy the flowers and most of them are bringing them in from 
different sources and they're getting them from flower farms that are, you know, Colombia, Belgium, wherever it may be. And for two to three years, they were losing. They lost their entire crop. So they're still trying to make up for that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Because they literally, they grow them for florists and yeah. weddings were not happening 2020, 2021. I mean, they were, but they weren't, you know? And so they lost the majority of their crops. So I think they're still trying to recoup. Now, is that price going to come down anytime soon? I don't know because... Ooh. I mean, it's yeah. kind of standard now. When something like that happens with crops and whatever, and you raise the rate to... It's hard to bring it back down. Right. Yeah. Because then people get used to it and you're like, why would I why bring would it back I, down? And then also you're prepping yourself for if it ever happens again. Right. And you're trying to remake that money that you've lost. Yeah. I mean, so. two years of like crops, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. People don't realize. And so people are just like, oh my gosh, it's astronomical. I'm not going to pay that much for florals. And then they do. And then they do. Yeah. They always they find do. a way. And I'm not saying like you should. No. I'm really not. There are there are alternatives. There, you know, there's faux floral. There's wood florals. There's there are now paper florals. Believe what? it or not, yeah, they haven't come a long way yet in that, but they'll get there. Yeah, there's different ways to do it. You can always scale it down. The easiest way is to scale down guest count. The problem is the education is not out there for couples about what to expect with wedding pricing. No, I often will get, and I'm not saying that this is wrong by any means. I tell people all the time, I. I'm a very firm believer that you can have a wedding on just about any budget. You just have to know where you're willing to make your sacrifices. And sometimes that's like a hard thing to grapple with as a couple like trying to plan their dream wedding. But when you have 250 people to 300 people with a $10,000 budget, you cannot expect to have florals on every table. Right. You just can't. No. Set your expectations. Yeah. And it's hard. Well, it's and I I think there's just not enough education out there for, for potential like people getting married to know what to expect. So how do we educate them? That is a great question. Uh, I got an answer. We should figure that out. I do IQ podcast. I do. IQ. Thank you. <laughs> That's what we're doing right here. Kind of us. We'll tell so you. So share these episodes so we can let you know. So I, yeah. I came across this article. A lot of people, you know, this micro wedding thing came in because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Let's get back on the micro wedding. Sorry. <laughs> And now because of inflation and yes. the prices of things, people are like, yeah, let's yep. just keep it small. So, and I think, you know, I think that's definitely going to be a trend with some people. Have I seen that our average wedding size is a tiny bit smaller? Maybe. Maybe. But not too much. No. Smaller. And I'm still doing 250 person, right. 300, 300 person weddings. My average wedding is still between 125 and 175. I'd so say. the new venue, the Grand at Willow Springs. Yes. The Prairie Grove. Have you been over there yet? I haven't been there yet. I'm doing a styled shoot over there in two weeks and then we've got two weddings on the books for next year over there. It's gonna, it's gonna it's be beautiful. amazing. We are doing their first wedding there for Whitney who is the owner. Yay! Her and her family own it and we're doing their wedding. I'm looking at her sheet right now. Guest count? How many? 500. There you go. It is a huge venue, but it is. It's people. massive. It's from what I understand. I'm very excited to get in there. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Five hundred really, really people. Good. Wow. Do you know what their capacity is? Five hundred. <laughs> no, but like, so like uh, Osage is what, like seven fifty seated. I don't think it's that big. Well, it, maybe if you have them downstairs too. Yeah, but and you, you have to be really that and that's many. Like no dance floor. I've done a wedding at Osage with that many people to where you can't even walk walk through the tables. Yeah. Yeah, this is, it seems a little bit bigger at the Grand. Okay. But we'll see. 500 people is what she said. Okay. And when I was talking to her, she's like, yeah, it's most mostly my parents yep. invited Always. friends. Always. 
But yeah, micro weddings are here. Are they the the wave of the future? I, I would, don't think so. I will say Arkansas in general with trends, along with like a lot of the middle America, you know, smaller states is about five years behind yeah. on trends. Oh, yeah. So come back to us in five years and I'll let you know if micro weddings are here. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll do another episode years to come and we'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't I don't get a lot of them. No, we don't. And maybe they're just not reaching out to me, but I just don't see a lot of them. out No, here. I don't either. We're still getting like the hundred. 150. 100 to 150 seems to be the average. It seems to be the average. And then... Which is not by any means small. So no, when we get inquiries and they say, hey, we're going to have a we're small wedding. We're having an intimate wedding of like 175 people. Like, that's not small. That's capacity. I'm like, but is that, I'm like, is that what you're inviting or is that what you're expecting? Right. Because if you expect, if you're inviting 175, it's not going to be 175. No, 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 no. So. No. Yeah. That's why for my first wedding, I invited uh, three or four hundred people because I knew. Did you that, really? Yeah, because I knew. Oh they my could, gosh! Because no, I knew they couldn't come. Still, you never know. No, I knew they couldn't, <laughs> and I just wanted a gift. They didn't all give me a gift. All right, we're gonna end today's episode. I like this idea on the shorter episodes. Okay, we're gonna end this episode with a Reddit story. Okay, let's do it. Okay, this is uh, titled "Couple Doesn't Know If DJ Will Show Up for Their Wedding Day." Of course, you picked this one. <laughs> Uh, this person says, user DJ Alex Brown. Okay. Let me start with, by no means am I trying to toot my own horn or put anyone else down. I'll explain who did that later. This is a story with some complexity. Please bear with me. Okay. I am a Rhode Island wedding DJ servicing the surrounding area also. Rhode Island. Have you oh, ever been there? I have not. I haven't either. One of the few I haven't been to. One of the brides whose wedding I had done a few weeks prior texted me on a Monday morning. Funny enough, she had her own horror story related to the venue, but that's for another post. She had asked if I was available for her friend's wedding on the upcoming Saturday, six days notice. Fortunately, I was. And her friend, Michaela, yeah, and her fiance, Jason, had hired a DJ on Facebook and had found out that the weekend prior, he no called, no showed, and not one but two weddings the weekend prior to theirs. No backup plan. Oh, no. And you're like, here's another DJ or anything. Oh, no, no, no. They had not heard anything from their DJ and were fearing that he would not show up for their wedding as well. Right. So they decided so. just to cancel and find a new one, which ended up being me. Their wedding day was smooth. And at the end, we joked about how I actually showed up. They had an <laughs> awesome time. And so did I. This happened to me this last year. This happened to you? Yeah. Somebody hired oh, somebody uh -huh. and then fired him the week before and... Hired I, remember, me. I remember you telling me about that. But this happens a lot. We get hired a lot because other DJs flake or cancel. Yep. The DJs that they hire before us are usually friends, family, stuff like that. We have a new clause in our contract about DJs. Really? I have to approve their contract. If you're not using one of my preferred vendors, I have to approve the contract. Oh, snap. Because I am not and dealing when, with that anymore. When friends, because they blame you. And when friends, you hire your friends. They're not incentivized to, no. to do it. Okay. <laughs> but I'd also like to mention that the conversation I had with the officiate about the DJ canceling, she immediately asked, is it this person? I didn't get names, so I wasn't sure. And honestly, I don't know, want to know who it was. But I said, oh, you know, a DJ I will not name. 
So, hey, you know, yeah. DJ blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, he was being kind of a a-hole calling the bride who hired XXX DJ, blaming it on them for hiring him. While there may be some responsibility both ways, that is just not right, not cool, and it's the DJ's fault for canceling and not providing a replacement DJ. The DJ I will not name is notorious for things like this, so I'm not surprised to hear it, but it's also frustrating that someone can be disrespectful to the couple who hired this DJ, and it will probably lose him some of the business he already has in the end. Now, one thing I stress to any couple is you are getting what you pay for. Sounds like me. Yep. Absolutely. Don't think the couple is to blame for DJ outright not showing. And I think I might be adding a line about this to my website wedding page because I've heard so many things like this happen so often. I I think it's about educating. It is about educating. But in the end, for the couples that don't care about education, it's about budget. Yeah. And, it, and well, I get it's it. not necessarily that they don't care about education. There are certain things you they can't afford, and that's that's no, right, totally right. fine. But there are certain things that are worth it, and is very much you get what you pay for. One hundred percent. Like I had a I had a inquiry the other day, and I had sat down with a consultation call. I didn't know their budget beforehand, but we got to talking, and then I asked them their overall budget. Their overall budget was ten k, which we have done ten k weddings before. I'm not saying that you can't use us if you have a smaller budget. Right. However, you have to know what you're doing. And so they wanted full planning. My full planning is about half of that. And I don't feel comfortable taking up half of that budget just for my services. No. And I told them that. And I was like, look, if full planning is what you absolutely need, I am not the right fit. But I do have these other options where I can still guide you without you having a full service. service. And here's the thing. Any full service planner. I mean, they're going to eat up that budget. Right. And it's tough. Any any good full service planner. Yeah. You can yeah, use I mean, the term good loosely, but yeah, loosely because any, there are there are who, some newbies starting out that are still right. great, but they're you know, they're figuring out their pricing or they're figuring out their any worth seasoned professional who has been in a the game. Seasoned professional, that's a good go. way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but and like I haven't heard from them yet, and that's okay. And I honestly yeah. I don't expect to, but you know, there are options and there are ways of doing it. And you know, we have our wedding management or wedding consultations. Wedding consultations are great. For people yes, who don't are. have the budget for a planner, you could do like a two hour or a 90 minute call for a couple hundred bucks, talk anything and everything wedding, and you can get a lot out of that time yes, you if you're using it. Like, you can learn wisely. so much. Yes. And like just being like steered in the right direction of like, okay, I need to be looking at these vendors instead because they may be able to fit our budget a little bit right. better, but still offer quality service. Quality. Quality is the key. Quality over quantity. So yeah, educate yourself. Know what you need for your wedding. And yes. Make Always it work. look over your contracts. Make it work and know your vendors. Yeah. No, yes. No, your do vendors. Your, do your research. If you're not if you're not hiring a planner, if you're not using some resources as far as like wedding, like a wedding consultant or something, yeah. then just make sure you do your research. Look, read those contracts. Make sure you your butts are covered, not just theirs. And make sure, you know, you're making decisions based off of logic and not And in the end, if the price is too good to be true. It probably is. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Everybody, thank you for joining us talking about micro weddings and whatnot. If you have a story if you have a topic you want us to talk about or if you want to join us yeah let me know and i i've been saying the name of our instagram and facebook handle wrong it's at the oh my goodness at at the i do iq podcast it used to be i do iq podcast and then somebody stole it away rude I don't know how, but at the I Do IQ podcast on Facebook. What is your handle? At B.Bloom E and D. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, just rewind that. You can listen to it. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening and make sure to subscribe and expect a new exciting episode each and every week. Please follow us on social as well at I Do IQ Podcast. If you have a guest recommendation or a topic you would like to hear discussed on the podcast, please let us know. The I Do IQ Podcast is recorded at the Civil Republic Production Studio in Bentonville, Arkansas and produced by me, Brock. For more information about Brock Entertainment, visit DJBrockEntertainment.com. Thank you again and we'll see you on the next episode.